Hey, welcome to Late Night with Larry. I'm your host, Larry D. Here doing it once again with my co-host, Vince. Vince, give me a shout out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I am glad to be here. That's right. We're doing it once again, and we're doing it for you. But before we get started, we want you to hit that subscribe button and follow us. And if you have an encounter, a sighting, a haunting, something you want to share with us, you can get in touch with us at late night with Larry 55 at gmail.com. Or even if you just want to share pictures of your ex-girlfriend. We'll take that too. <laughs> <laughs> now, as, as we move along, you got to kind of excuse us. We're both a little under the weather. Uh, I was knocked down for a little bit with the corona. Let my guard down. Don't let it happen to you. It was no fun. That's but right. we might cough or snivel every now and then. But we'll on with the show, like Motley Crue says. That's right. And it's just it just comes with the time that we're living in, you know. It's it's out there. It's everywhere. Protect yourself. Uh, I, I know several people that have been infected and some pretty severely. Yep. It's so, no joke, people. No, it's not. Anyway, we're going to get on with the show tonight. And tonight we want to talk about... The Navajo legend of the skinwalker. Yep. Now, I, I don't know how many of you out there listening are familiar with this legend, but it, it became popular um, once uh, the skinwalker ranch uh, became famous for, uh, and I forget the owner's name, uh, but he was the one that he had bought the property yes. and he bought it at a pretty discounted price. And he started experiencing... Uh, paranormal activity throughout the whole property and uh one of the big things is one night he was walking with his dog on the property and he saw what he called a skinwalker which what it was it was actually it was a wolf that he says was three times the size of a normal wolf right and it had glowing red eyes <coughs> now <coughs> Since that time, there's been, uh, I believe that that person sold it. It was sold to a holding company, but uh, I, I know the name of the owner of the holding company, but I can't think of it right now, but he's opened it up to the government for testing and stuff. So. Oh, um, yes. And he's the one, he's the owner now, but Bob Bigelow bought it from the go. previous Bigelow. owner. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's changed hands a few times. Right. And. And it's just a place of intrigue that a lot of people right. want to go and, you know. Now, now, us, where we're from, growing up, um, I guess you could say a skinwalker was as part, as much of a part of our culture as as the natives because we grew up with the natives, with the Navos <laughs> right. specifically. Now, it wasn't really like we didn't have none, none in the family, we, but we were very aware of it because of our friends would tell us stories. That's right. So w when I joined the military, I remember people would ask me where you're from and we'd start talking, blah, blah. And I'd mention Skinwalker and they'd, they'd look at me like I'm crazy. They never heard that term before. Right. And that, that's why I stated at the beginning of the podcast, I don't know how many of you out there are familiar with the term of Skinwalker. Um, it's, it's very popular here in the Southwest where we live because we have a lot of uh, indigenous tribes here, uh, predominantly the, the Navajo, the Hopi, the Zunis, and all those tribes are familiar with it. So they all have their theory and their story of what skinwalkers are and what they do. Uh, like my brother said, we grew up around the Navajos all our life. So for us, it was commonplace to hear about skinwalkers. Right, right. And, and you know, and the natives won't share with you unless they feel comfortable with you. Right. Yeah, so <coughs> it's it's something that even them as a, a, 
a tribe and, and a, a people, the Navajo people, they really don't like to talk about it because the the black magic involved with the skinwalker, they say if you talk about it too much, then you're you're uh, you're luring it. You're calling it basically and you'll hey. you, you may see one or or one may start coming around you. Right. Now I, I watched a documentary uh, uh well when I was sick. It was last week. Excuse me. But uh <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched a documentary and a, a white man was interviewing a, a native man, a Navajo man, and the Navajo man said just by talking about this subject you could bring death upon yourself or a family member. You can. And they, they strongly believe that. Right. Now at the beginning of the documentary, they started out in Arizona in the White Mountain area. Um, they they went all around the Navajo reservation, and I, if I'm not mistaken, that's our biggest reservation, correct? The Navajo. The Navajo reservation. reservation is the biggest reservation in the world. Yeah, it's 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 big. It stretches into for it, the four the corners, four corners area. area. Yeah. So it 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 stretches New Mexico, Arizona, Arizona Colorado, U- and Utah. Utah. Yes, but um, it it, it was very intriguing. Uh, just to see the natives open up to a white guy. You don't see that very often, and no. especially someone that they weren't real familiar with, unless they were familiar and, you know, it was all for the camera. It, it may have been, um, but even even though the traditional natives, it's going to take them a, a little while to trust you. And uh, unless you've grown up with them, they're not just going to come out and start talking about it because it is taboo for them to talk about it. Right. Um, now, this ain't getting off subject. I hope not. But it's the same as in the Navajo tradition. They don't want to talk about the dead. They don't want to say the name of the person that's passed on because they believe that you're calling them back from the dead. If you keep saying their name and talking about them, you're calling them back. And uh, and they don't want to do that because you could anger them if you call them back from a, a good place. And uh, why don't we tell them about how one becomes a skinwalker? Okay. It's very interesting because in this documentary, that was one of the questions this gentleman he put to the the Navajo man is how does one become a skinwalker? And I wasn't really sure at the time, but uh, I he explained these steps, and I, I talked to my brother about it off mic, and my brother had heard it a, a little bit of a variance, but pretty much the same thing. Right now, uh, some of these steps were you, you have to be in tune with the with the earth, or what they call you have to practice the medicine man or the black magic. That's right. So, a skinwalker, from what I've known, and my brother's right. He's a medicine man of the highest level. Now, medicine man's it's kind of like a priesthood. He's a he, he could either be a healer or he could practice the witchcraft, the the dark arts. And uh, people that become skinwalkers, they're not your every your average medicine man. These are on a high level, and they have a choice to either practice the good magic or the black magic. Right. And if they choose the black magic. That's when they become a skinwalker. And part of becoming a skinwalker is killing either a close family member or a sibling. And uh, that's where they draw the power from. Now, skinwalkers can also transform. uh, Most of the common ways is a coyote, an owl, a crow. Uh, they, They can transform into any animal. 
but those are the common ones that they they normally do and the 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 folklore also states that they don't fully transform into if they go into a coyote they're kind of half human half coyote and uh that's a terrifying sight for anyone that sees them right now the coyote is a really big one um i've i've worked with a, a well like i said i've worked with natives some of my best friends are navajo uh or dene what they Diné. prefer Diné. they call dene yeah but the the coyote's a really big one uh i remember i was a vendor i was at a grocery store and one of the employees he came in an hour late he was coming in from arizona the window rock area those of you familiar with the area know it's close to gallup he was coming in and a coyote crossed his path so that is extremely bad luck he turned around went into arizona through the state and then came through the Arizona straight state line that way right on I 40 rather than through up north through Window Rock and that's why he was late for work and he wasn't concerned about being late for work he was concerned about not crossing that coyote's path and and that's they take this serious some of them I mean some of the newer generation may not but the, the older ones that are really traditional they still take this serious and right. to them it is serious right just same with like the the mexicans the old people there they're into the the well they believe in the witchcraft and the healers same the, same cu- the cubanderos yes yeah. but like a lot of the younger generation it's almost uh, a, a disappearing right it's it's, it's i want to say an art form or the, it, and it is kind of an art form it's it's just that part of the culture is disappearing and i want to say you know kind of like this part of the navajo culture it seems like it's disappearing it, with it, younger people it, it disappearing with people who ed, who well they get educated and they they become scientists i guess you could say they they want proof instead of uh faith or whatever right it's it they they want scientific proof well and it's i think it's like with any other thing you know people now they want tangible evidence something they could see touch smell taste rather than just taking it from an elder as as fact right Um, right that's that's my point they they learn science in school and science tells them if if you can't explain it, it's it's not real. It it don't exist. Right, and and I think you get more of what I call the MTV generation. So they're not out there, in in touch with the elements of nature as some of these older traditional people were. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have radios. They didn't have a a lot of modern technology. So they were out there learning about the herbs and the earth, and they were in touch with the earth. Right, and we don't have that anymore, and uh, I think that's where a lot of the traditional powers came from, is being in touch with the earth. Because as anyone that will tell you, the earth is powerful. I mean, there's so much. I just asked Nikola Tesla. I, I was just going to say that not only to uh, these traditional people, but some scientists who have tapped into something that right a lot of people don't want to believe or and and. And as these old art forms, traditional ways are lost, you know, it seems like that's what's causing us to go down the wrong way as a society. We no longer care about the environment or whatnot as these older cultures did. But back to the skinwalkers, you know, right. they, uh, <coughs> they, they definitely are part of the Navajo culture. Right. Now, when I was watching that documentary, one of the things they did was... 
Now, I can't remember ex- the location right now off the top of my head, but they went to a place where all the uh, <clears throat> tribal court records were held, uh, kind of like going to our courthouse. Right. But I was surprised the number of uh, court cases against skinwalkers. And th- these ain't just, you know, accusing somebody of being skinwalker. These are usually murder cases. And they blame this person, you know, he's a skinwalker. He came in and killed so-and-so, whatever. And, uh, you know, but I was just surprised at the number of cases there were. Now, when this gentleman was, the gentleman he was interviewing earlier, telling him about the steps, how to become a skinwalker, he said back in the day when somebody was accused of being a skinwalker or or they even knew he was a skinwalker, they would hunt him down and kill him. He said, but that's been outlawed, so now they have to go through the tribal judicial system. So that's where these these court cases come in. And yeah, that makes sense. Um, another part of the tradition is that the skinwalker hides among the uh, population of the Navajo. So you really don't know who is a skinwalker. Uh, he could be practicing these arts behind everyone's back and no one would know. Right. But they say if you do find out that someone's a skinwalker, and like my brother said, there's two options. You either hunt him down and kill him, or if you know who he is, supposedly in the culture, if you could catch him in the act of transforming or when he's a skinwalker and you call out to him his full name given at birth, that that'll kill him because that's he's going to have to account for all the bad he's done because you caught him. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, some people may think, well, you guys are telling tall tales. Uh, you may think that, but you go yeah. ask any traditional Navajo and, <coughs> excuse me, and they're going to beg to differ. Right. And even recently, uh, as a few years ago when I was a vendor, uh, my, my brother both, we were both vendors, and we right. would go into northern northern Arizona or northern New Mexico and into Arizona, right. into Navajo Reservation, or even south <clears throat> into the Zuni Reservation, uh, or east or west. They're gallops surrounded by several reservations. Right. But uh, it, like we said earlier, if you gain their trust, they'll start opening up and telling you stories. But just recently, as far as maybe... 15, 20 years ago when I was a vendor, people would tell me about hunting skinwalkers. It, w- it was still going on then. Um, they, I would say, well, how do you know if you got them? Because they said if they f- saw a skinwalker on their property, they would shoot him and the skinwalker would leave. I said, well, how do you know? You know, you even hit him. Right. They said, well, a few days later, a uh, death would be reported. And then that's how you know that was the skinwalker. He, right. he was in your property trying to scare you, maybe trying to kill one of your family members. Who knows? Um, and they say sometimes people could send skinwalkers after you. They they can. And like my brother's saying, there's, there's so many things that tie in with the Navajo culture. You don't know why a skinwalker's after you. It could be jealousy, uh, envy, hatred, you know. But once they fix their sights on you, they're going to be relentless. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Maybe you need a little uh, sip of that elixir. I, I do. I need some of this. I got this at the drugstore over the counter. So I'm hoping it helps. It, it, it's That's a, a cough serum, I think. <laughs> it is. It comes from Golden, Colorado. 
and it's called a yellow jacket. Yep. So it's it's got to work. Anything from Colorado is okay with me. That's right. <laughs> Whether it be the weed or the women. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, kidding. wait. The weed or the women. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to the skinwalkers. Now, this gentleman on the documentary, he, he started in northern Arizona, worked his way down, and he ended up in uh, at Skinwalker Ranch. Now, he was up and down the perimeter. I guess it's it's locked up pretty tight. It is. He, he couldn't find any access. Uh, he tried uh, contacting the holding company that is, uh, they own it now, but he would his calls <coughs> were never returned. So one night, he was just cruising the perimeter in a car. A truck was following him. So he pulled over, and he started talking with this gentleman. And th- this gentleman had been researching it for years. He's been on the ranch. So they went to a safe place and they started discussing it. And uh, he, he was asking this gentleman about what's really going on there. And, and he started sharing some stories. But he said his favorite story is uh, one night they were by some buildings. I don't know if it's the old ranch house or what, because at one time it was actually a working ranch. So they were out there. They were investigating and uh, they were on top of a hill. And he said there was like a mist coming around them. He said maybe 20, 30 feet away, whatever. It wasn't very far. But he said all of a sudden through the mist, here comes a wolf on two legs. Uh, I guess kind of like a werewolf, but he described it like a dire wolf. He said that's how big it was. It was on two legs. It was totally black. You could see the glowing eyes. And it walked up within 10 feet of him and his, uh, his partner there who was helping him investigate. And of, of course, they were, they were just frightened. They were, they were frozen with fear. But he, he said that thing stood there for a good minute before it, uh, it kind of just snarled at them and turned around and faded away in the mist. And then the mist disappeared. Right. And I, I'm going to believe that. Um, some people would say I'm crazy to believe things like that. But there's so much paranormal out there that we can't explain that. Uh, and, you know, they're not the only people that have seen stuff like that. So right. that's that would be crazy. I don't know what I would do if I seen something like that. Uh, fill my britches would be the first thing. Yeah, that's it, it's strange. You know, <laughs> everyone always says, with with a skinwalker, whether it be a ghost, an alien, a Bigfoot, oh yeah, I, I I'd be able to keep my cool. You know, I'd pull out my phone, and no, I think that's the last thing on your mind. I think it is, and not to get off subject, that's why so many people that have had encounters with big feet, Bigfoot, <laughs> oh big, big feet. Well, well, he has two feet, so you know, uh, is only one of the foot big, or so big feet, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, how whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know that if they're startled that's something that they never expected to see and i think the same thing would be with the skinwalker right uh, let's say you're uh you're not of the na- native culture and there's a skinwalker making his way to maybe a property and for some reason you're driving let's say from gallup to farmington and it crosses the highway and you see something like that you know what are you going to do for one, you may not tell no one because right. you yourself would be unsure of what you saw. Exactly. <clears throat> now, just not to get off subject, but when I had my encounter, um, there, there's no self-service up where we were. So 
taking a picture or a recording, that was the last thing on my mind. Right. The only thing that helped me get the little bit of audio I did was this encounter went on for over an hour and a half. And at one point I just, I asked my son, do you have your phone? And my son's the one who actually set the record. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting. Cause I don't think I would in my right mind it like after we talked about your encounter i don't think i would have been my phone wouldn't have been on my mind right to record it or take a picture that's the last thing that would have been on my mind yeah but after sitting uh, an hour through it you know that pops into your head <laughs> right it, it does it does and i always wonder i say you know when that day comes when i have my physical visual sighting um, am I going to be ready? Would would I? Will I have my phone? And I'm going to tell you right now. The answer is probably no. Yeah, because I'm going to well, be so shocked. And, and it happens so fast, right? And so, you know, so I don't know, but I do know that I've I've seen supposedly so called pictures of skinwalkers that were taken, and I'm going to tell you they're they're pretty freaky. Now, pretty freaky. We were both uh, lucky enough to see one. We have a, a Navajo man who married into our family, and he trusts us enough to show us. He wouldn't give us the picture, no, but he showed us, and it, it was just, it was bizarre. It was bizarre, and this was a full transformation. It was on the side of the highway, and I, I wanted the picture, but he wouldn't. He's like, no, I, I can't share this, but I'll let you see it, and. Uh, and the other thing is these creatures can keep up. If you're driving down that high stretch of highway, you're going to have to go pretty fast because if you're doing 30, 40, it's going to keep up with you. Uh, from what I've been told, you're going to have to do at least 60, 70 to, to right. keep it at bay. Right. Now, now I don't know if they're skinwalkers, but I've heard a lot of stories. I had people who work construction on the reservation, and sometimes you're out in the middle of nowhere, you work late, so... Sometimes you sleep in your car. Right. A friend of mine, he was asleep in his car, and uh, he woke up. I don't know if there was, there was tapping on his window, and he said there was a native man there, but he had black eyes, and the skin was all white like he was painted. Like, wow, that's crazy. He said that scared the living daylights out of him. I, I, I would have got scared, too. I would have been. Yeah, that, he, he might not have been transformed into skinwalker, <clears throat> but... I would bet my paycheck that he was into the black arts. I, well, if his face is painted, more than likely, and what's he doing out there, you know? Exactly. That's, yeah. you know, you, you're just not out in the woods like that, and, just uh, hanging I, out. Yeah, I, I've had other Native friends who told me they'll be driving home uh, in a, a snowstorm, and there's somebody out there walking without a jacket. And their first, you know, uh, inclination is, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and pick him up. He needs a ride. But, right. but then they think about it and, and like, no way. Who would be out here without a jacket? In, in the this middle weather. Nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. Yep. So they're like, nope, sounds like a trap. Could be. Could be. Yeah, but uh, growing up around here, I've, I, we probably both heard countless skinwalker stories. I've, I've heard many native stories. Mm -hmm. um, and not only from uh, uh, the Navajos. You know, we have friends that are Zuni, uh, Hopis, you know, different different tribes from around the area uh here we have sandias and isletas here in albuquerque and we have and uh our homeland the hamus yes the hamus which we frequent much right we love to go up to the hamus and which we recently found out we have hamus blood so that's right so we're gonna go up there and we're gonna make claim to our property right 
<laughs> but you know, that's one thing. If I ever get a chance to talk to someone from the Hamus, and and I I do know people from the Hamus. I should ask them if they're familiar with the Skinwalker. Right. Uh, maybe they have some kind of different variation in their culture. Yeah, they. I'm sure they do because every tribe. They're familiar with the Navajo Skinwalker um, because the Skinwalker was used to intimidate other in, intimidate other tribes during warfare. Right uh, when these tribes were were warring with each other. Right now, one one other interesting thing that was brought up in that documentary is he this gentleman tried to tie in all these sightings we have throughout our country, maybe these other creatures like the Dogman, the Mothman, the Werewolf, whatever. And his his question was, could they be skinwalkers? Who knows? It's you know the the, the dog man. Uh, and not to get off subject again, I just read a an article today, and well, it wasn't much of an article. It was someone posting something, and he had pictures, and he was saying he was on a hiking trail, and there were two women down the way on this hiking trail, and uh, I, all of a sudden he he noticed something fall come out of a tree about 20 feet and it just hit the ground and he said it was a sasquatch and then by him was what looked like a dog man on two feet he said i i could only think that it was a dog man because it looked like a dog standing on two feet but he said something crazy that i was like wow okay i've heard it all uh he said they were communicating with hand gestures and he thinks that they were planning on either attacking the two women that were on the trail or scaring them, doing something. But he saw them clearly communicating with each other. He said, but when he yelled out to them, they both looked his way. He had a walking stick. He said he then took the walking stick and pointed it like it was a rifle. And he said he has never seen two creatures move so fast that they they started running. And he said they ran with such a speed that he couldn't believe it. Wow, uh, that's. I'd love. I'd love to run across a situation like that, but I'd probably regret it. <laughs> right, and so his only concern was like he thought they were plotting to attack the women, and that's that's why he said, you know, if they wouldn't have been there, he wouldn't have said anything. He would have probably just watched to see what they were doing. But right, that's crazy how two different species, but there's always a theory. People think maybe they're related. Well, I've always heard that theory too, but, and you know, and, and I've thought about like, uh, the beast of Briar road, which is a dog man. And, uh, I, I always wondered is, you know, is this a type of skinwalker too? Like we talked about off air, but right, right. I, I don't know, you know, because the dog man, I, I don't, we don't delve deep into that subject, but Maybe we should. I mean, well, you know, I, I watched a documentary about uh, the Beast of Briar Road, and right. maybe we could talk about that on our next episode because there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on on that property down there. Right, and I mean, maybe this, um, there's similarities between a skinwalker and a dogman, but here's what I'm going to say differentiates. A dogman is kind of like they say a Sasquatch. It's muscular, stands on two feet. You know, I'm like, dogman sounds like a werewolf to me, but but the skinwalker is, it, it's native. It has to come from the Navajo culture and uh, right. it doesn't fully transform. It's half human, half animal, but yet it falls on four. Now, I can't pronounce the name of, uh, 
how the Navajos call the skinwalker. It's ye ye yes no I, I can't pronounce it. But translated it means he that he that has and or he that does and something like that and goes on all fours. Is that's what their translation is. Um you know, I I I can't speak Navajo. I'd butcher it, and they'd probably laugh at me. But <laughs> they're probably laughing already. They probably <laughs> are. But but that's supposedly what it means. And uh, you know, I don't think that the dogman and the skinwalker are the same. Right. Um, I, I I don't either. That was just one of the questions brought up in the documentary, and there's just too much difference between a skinwalker, you, you appearance, uh, their intent, everything is different. Right. Right. I mean, uh, a dog man just, um, he's just out there terrorizing. There's there's no other way to say it. Right. He's terrorizing. He, he's doing his thing. But I think when he comes across people, of course, he's terrorizing. Of course. Just like uh, they say, if you come into a Sasquatch territory, th- of course, they're going to escort you out. Of course. And they'll, uh, they'll use whatever means they have to. And, and the difference between, you know, uh, a dog man, he doesn't pick and choose his prey as to where skinwalker does right uh skinwalker's very specific about who he goes after exactly they they are specific about who they target as to where a dog man if you cross his path you become the target right and uh sasquatch they're i think they're more tame more mellow we have some in our family so right we do <laughs> and uh, and they are tamed and mellow now <laughs> But but there again, they may not be because we have the uh, we have all the stories about you know and and I say it again, the big thicket where they're supposedly violent, and right. then we have the theories from David Pilates four one one series where so many people are coming missing in the forest, and back to the story I was telling you about the man that made the post that he saw the dogman and the Sasquatch communicating. At the end, he said, this is probably why we have so many people come up missing in our national forest. And it, it could be. Yep. There's uh, definitely a connection, I believe. There is. Anyway, we thank you for listening today. And we thought that's what we wanted to you know, share with you today. And, uh, you know, we hope you liked it. Yep. And it's that time. We'd like to wish everyone a happy new year. That's right. 2020, get the freak out of here that's right goodbye 2020 (laughs) all right anyway thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show contact us get a hold of us try peace peace